Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. groovy little jingle. I've been listening to that for over a decade now, and some of you along with me, what do you notice when you hear music? Is it like medicine? Is it Pavlovian? What happens to your body when you hear a groove? You ever get a, an earworm? I had one the other day with uh, When the Moon Hits Your Eye Like a Big Pizza Pie by, uh, uh, let's see, it was Dean Martin or Perry Como, one of the two. I could not get that song out of my head. But just <laughs> noticing what happens, what innervates us, what's happening in the body below that thinking. Yeah, when we arrive into our body, something entirely different happens. It's not always in our awareness, but that's what we're going to be doing today, bringing the body front and center, reclaiming your body, as a matter of fact and healing from trauma and awakening to your body's wisdom. That's the topic. Today our guest, Suzanne Skurlock-Durana, is she's here with us today. She's written a new book. We're going to be talking with her this hour, and it's Durana. It's not Durana, or it's Durana. It's tomato or tomato. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> you know, as soon as somebody tells me their name and how it actually is, and my mind likes to come up with other ways to say it. So we will clear that up. But in the meantime, let's just arrive. If you're joining us for the first time at Marian Life, I love practice. What I'm committed to is helping us all cultivate practice, right? All those skills, those tools, all those ideas, that information that we've gathered, that we continue to gather. How do we let that inform the way we move through the world? Practice, right? So here are two things I love to do at the top of the hour. The first is, invite you to arrive, giving yourself a moment or two just to get here, wherever that is for you. Get here fully. One of the ways I love to do that is just by finding your breath, noticing where your breath is in your body. Not necessarily anything to do about it except notice. Notice the quality of your breath, Noticing just by bringing attention and awareness that that changes. Notice how the breath is affecting other parts of your body. I notice when I turn my attention and my breath, I start to relax often, particularly if I'm sitting. My shoulders often drop away from my earlobes. You just notice whatever's happening for you as you arrive giving yourself a gift of your own attention, noticing the gift of breath, and doing your best not to make it mean anything necessarily, right? It's not a competition. (laughs) It's not a 
and a requirement to perform. We always are having to perform. So many of us are struggling with that as well. Just let yourself have your breath. Yeah, and as your nervous system just starts to auto-regulate by bringing conscious attention, the co-regulation, my voice, what's happening around you, your own differentiating between you and your body and your breath, the parts of yourself should really deepen that process. We're going to start to turn our attention towards the next piece of our practice, which is cultivating a perspective of gratitude. It's a, a portal that many of us know when we can climb through and, and really shift our perspective. Something shifts. Right? We, we widen, things deepen, our orientation towards what's happening, what, what's possible uh, shifts, widens. And it is not easy to get to. Let's don't pretend for some of us we have so much happening, a lot on our plate, juggling, trying to find balance in the interior, the exterior, Right, just noticing just what happens when you hear the word grateful. So my invitation is to see if you can name or find someone or a group of people that have helped or are helping you do what you're doing today. Pick anything, however you're getting where you're going. How many people did it take to design and build and come together and and agree and disagree and raise money and plan and implement and the resources, et cetera, et cetera? Just go ahead and find that one thing, that one person, that group. Go down your rabbit hole of gratitude and just let yourself have that experience expanding at the body level. What happens to your body when you feel grateful? See if you can notice that. And if you notice nothing, that's okay. Nothing is something. <laughs> We're going to get to that this hour. Nothing is definitely something. So just go ahead and take your time. I'm going to go down my list of folks who make this program possible while you're finding your own dual awareness, listening to my list while you're working on your own. Uh, at the global level, the OneWorldChildrensFund.org, if you're online, they are interested in uniting people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty, and they are our honorary sponsor here at Marian Live. At the national level, we've got the National Action Organization committed to changing the way our culture values each other. They help make this program possible, and 100% of the proceeds for both of those organizations goes to their efforts which is wonderful. So often we want to know that. Where is the money going? I really want to be helping. Uh, at the local level, I'm here in Northern California. We've got the Open Secret Bookstore. Um, yep, an actual bookstore. You walk in and pick up books. Don't you love that? Well, some of us love that. And more. Open Secret Bookstore is a community center, and they've got all kinds of events and the latest in meditation and revelation. Check them out if you're in Northern California. They've been our sponsor for 11 years here on Mary and Lush. We're so grateful to them. And my folks at HealthyLife.net Radio. 
Linda McKenzie and Jay Cruz, helping make it possible for us to tune in 24 hours a day, seven days a week to programming just like this. So we entered through a groovy beat. We are breathing. We are trying to get grateful. We are arriving in this moment. And the offer is to receive gifts. You are here to receive, right? Receive gifts, and you are present, so you can get your presence now. I'm going to tell you about the the author, the beautiful soul, who's coming to give you presents and presents. <laughs> Suzanne Skurlock Gerona is here with us. Reclaiming Your Body is the title of her new book, Healing from Trauma and Awakening to Your Body's Wisdom. That's what we're going to be talking about this hour. Suzanne is one of the world's leading authorities on conscious awareness and its transformational impact on the healing process. She's been empowering people for over 30 years to experience joy in each moment without burning out. After decades of perfecting her methods, Suzanne created the Comprehensive Healing from the Core Training Curriculum in 1994, and today it includes a robust selection of international workshops, webinars, speaking engagements, and audio programs. Today we're going to be talking about her book. Uh, I just mentioned that if you're just joining us, Reclaiming Your Body. Uh, Suzanne says, traumatic experiences are part of every life, from the emotional shock of someone's careless words in childhood to intense physical injuries to life-threatening emergencies to assault. Unresolved trauma becomes lodged in our bodies, blocking the ability of its communication system to share its wisdom. So uh, Suzanne's joining us today to help us figure out how to deal with that. What kind of trauma do we have? Some experts are saying we are born into cultural trauma. And at every turn, it's everywhere. How do we deal? How do we heal? How do we feel? How do we stay connected to the body? That's what we're doing today. Welcome to the program, Suzanne. We're so glad you're here. Thank you, Marianne. I'm glad to be here. Great to have you. All right. So let's turn our attention now to, let's back up before we go forward. You've been at this for 30 years uh, Coming into somatic awareness is a very, very um, cutting-edge conversation along with uh, the neuromania that goes with it. Uh, you can't turn on anything anymore without hearing about the body. We are coming home to the body. Tell us how you got interested and why. <laughs> Actually, I started fairly early with uh, the trauma that I talk about in the first or second chapter of the book, which um, is about being strangled when I was 17 by someone that was actually a friend. He was crashing on amphetamines, and I had no idea that that was one of the side effects of crashing on amphetamines, nor did I know that that was happening to him. But the, the piece that got me started was that after I woke up and I was still alive and had all this trauma in my body, one of the first things I recognized was that my gut knew a good half an hour before he put his hands around my throat and squeezed that something bad was coming. I felt very uneasy. And that just blew my doors off. And I thought, that is so fascinating. There was a part of me that actually knew, even though the conversation had no indication, his facial expression, his body language, nothing had any indication of what was to come except my gut knew something was really off. And I did not trust it. Like most human beings, I did not trust it. I second-guessed my gut. I wanted to be polite. He was a good friend. I wanted to, you know, I thought he would think that I was being mean if I left the car. You know, 
etc., etc., etc. Yeah, it's funny. They say, they say PC kills a lot of people, right? Absolutely. Really yeah. crazy. This yeah. is an important so, important point you're making here. Yeah. And and I, I made a promise to my gut that I would never second-guess it again, and it has saved me over and over again since that day. And that was really only the beginning because I began to realize in teaching craniosacral therapy for the last 30 years that I've been doing, that we talk in craniosacral therapy about the body's wisdom, the cellular intelligence that we are, if we're doing it correctly, we are igniting the cellular intelligence of the body and its capacity to heal when we put our hands on people. We're releasing restrictions, we're opening things that were compressed, but mostly the big deal with it is that we are igniting that inner wisdom so that the system can self-correct and can heal itself. And as I was teaching that to my students, I began to realize that, yes, this is absolutely true, which is, can be astounding at times because it's totally outside of our conscious awareness. When, when you lay down on the table, you may not know at all what's coming. But the other piece I began to realize is that there are actual what I'll call neighborhoods in the body that hold specific kinds of wisdom. And most people know it and they don't know it. They, you know, the heart has its own inspirational wisdom and the gut has its instinctual wisdom and the pelvis has its power um, and the feet and legs have their activation wisdom and the bones have steadiness and clarity. And all of this works together when we're working correctly and well with the brain to help you have an integrated decision in any given moment. But these neighborhoods began to show up again and again and again repeatedly, and I I realized that somebody needed to be writing about them and giving them good press because although the neurophysiology right now is starting to recognize the gut brain, you know, heart math has been talking about the heart brain for decades, Um, All these other areas are still in the backwater, if you will. And I think all of them and more need to be in our consciousness as human beings so that we can make truly wise healing decisions for ourselves and to see things clearly. Mm -hmm. So why the connection with trauma? Let's talk about that. So you you recognize this terrain. It, It needed to have an advocacy You've taken that up wholeheartedly. You've mapped that out for us. You spell it out in, our book. in your book. We're going to get to that this hour. Why trauma, and how is trauma related to your map? Well, trauma is probably the number one event that locks us out of one of these neighborhoods or part of one of these neighborhoods in our body. So let's say, for instance, you've been sexually assaulted. It's going to lock you out of part of the wisdom that, and the power that comes from your pelvis. Um, if you've had heartbreak, deep betrayal of some kind, oftentimes the heart will be tightened down and frozen, and then you're locked out of the wisdom of your heart and your inspiration, your deep inspiration, because of that. You know, there are other things that also keep us from our body's wisdom. Our cultural, you mentioned this earlier, our cultural mores and rules, our education, our religious upbringing, our family life, um, all four of those can affect our ability to be really present and embodied. But trauma is probably one of the number one major ways that we get frozen out of or locked out of the wisdom of our bodies. All right, so let's two things. Let's talk about the definition of trauma. We've got the grandfather of trauma you talk about in your book, Bessel van der Kolk, the more 
the mm-hmm. modern version of his work, Peter Levine, Donald Kaushik. You know, there's a lot of folks doing a lot of work around trauma research. Let's talk about that uh, first. And then let's talk about, uh, you know, I've got a really basic question about, you know, how much trauma is going on. And if, it's, if our body has innate wisdom, you said something earlier, how come we don't know that? How do we unknow what's innate? But let's start with, you know, sort of what is trauma as it relates to, to your work? Yeah. You know, when I started this work 30 years ago, we basically felt as though trauma had things to do with large assaults, physical, sexual, might be the PTSD that someone comes home from war with. We were talking big trauma, big events, maybe repeated events like child abuse. But now we're starting to recognize I'll give you an example of something that, that where a lot of people ended up with PTSD that weren't anywhere in the neighborhood of this, what actually happened, was the way in which the media played and replayed and replayed the coming down of the Twin Towers. The trauma of what happened on 9-11 literally left a whole segment of our population with PTSD as they watched it over and over on the television, helpless to do anything about it. There are certain things we know really ingrained trauma in the system. And one of them is having or watching something occur that you are unable to do anything about. So a sense of helplessness, overwhelm, and a sense of betrayal is a biggie. So if you run to your mom and say, Mom, 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 you know, my big brother just hit me over the head with... And and if she looks at you and goes, Oh, for Pete's sake, you're such a crybaby. Boom. There is a huge level of betrayal. You've just gone to the one caregiver that should have said, oh, my goodness, let me take a look. I'm so sorry. I'll take care of that. No. If they look at you and say, oh, that wasn't a big deal, you then are now carrying, and it's likely to embed the trauma more deeply in your system, a sense of betrayal. This certainly was true in my first trauma there when I was 17, the one that was so pivotal. It wasn't my first trauma, but it was the, the first major one. The sense of betrayal, because this man was my friend. He was like a big brother to me. This was huge. So it was a pivotal turning point in my life um, that changed the trajectory of where I was going and caused me to really start to look deeper at the whole issue of trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're just joining us, welcome to Marianne Live. Yep, you're in the right place, reclaiming your body. That's what we're talking about, healing from trauma and awakening to your body's wisdom. Suzanne Gerlach Dorona, she's with us today. She's talking to us, 30 years of wisdom here, helping us unlock the wisdom of the body. Um, Suzanne, let's talk a little bit about all of the sort of layers, the next piece that I was sort of alluding to, the, the sort of the layers of how that trauma constellates, right? The, the, you know, some, some folks uh, seem more apt or prone to deal with it better or differently mm-hmm. than others naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's get a little landscape there on, on, on that. All right, when we get back right after these messages, everybody sit tight. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? 
You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody. It is what is happening uh, this lifetime, we are here to reclaim the body, the soul, the wisdom of the body. No more burning at the stake. No more calling intuition witchcraft. No more self-healing is sending you to the gallows. Okay? We live in the, yeah. the modern world. But yet, many of us are still frightened, we, we aren't clear, we don't know what our bodies are telling us, how to interpret, how to decipher. It's like relearning a language that we already knew or knew at one time in our lives. Uh, Suzanne, you're with us to help us reclaim this body, this innate wisdom. And before the break, I had asked you to kind of talk about trauma in particular and how that blocks us, um, sort of as a major roadblock to gaining access to this wisdom. And then I asked you to maybe uh, give us a little bit of landscape around uh, the layers of, of uh, roadblocks and trauma and, and also the type of people um, some people seem more prone to be able to handle uh, certain traumatic material different than others and why that is. Okay. Yeah, that's, these are 
those are actually two very good issues. Number one is the research is very clear now, and that this has actually been my clinical experience as a craniosacral therapist as well. The earlier your trauma and the more repeated the trauma, the harder it is, the, the more layers there are of trauma to work through and let go of. That's number one. And if you take someone, for instance, who has had early childhood trauma, let's say someone goes into the military after being beaten as a child and goes into war, and they come home from that war with PTSD from what happened on the battlefront or in the fighting in some way, they are going to have, and they've shown this research-wise, they're going to have a much, much harder time letting go of the PTSD from that war trauma. Years later, years, decades later, they've shown that the people that go to war, now war is never a great idea, by the way, but people that go to war with no prior trauma actually are able over time to heal and let go of the PTSD that naturally comes from the killing of other human beings, which is a part of, of what war is about. People who have had prior trauma have a really difficult time doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, in the same way that the research shows that EMDR and um, tapping are very good with one-time traumas, like a very bad car accident or like my, my assault as a teenager, for instance, um, are very much more helpful and, and effective than with someone who has had repeated long-term trauma, particularly that started developmentally very young, that probably impacted their attachment issues. Mm -hmm. So all of these are very key pieces, and they're layers to how you and I have to look at someone's healing process when they come in and, and not necessarily give them false hope as to how quickly it can go, but to give them the hope. I, I love, this was a quote from Peter Levine, and I think I use it in the book somewhere. He says, trauma is a fact of life. Mm -hmm. It does not have to be a life sentence. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that. Yeah, I tweeted that this morning and put it on Facebook, and somebody uh -huh. out there listening, you're like, God, I love that quote. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's so potent. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Yep. So, good. All right. So, yeah. So, let's turn our attention now to, uh, you know, trauma, as we said earlier in the program, it affects us all. Uh, you know, it could be uh, from childhood on up to uh, a singular event. Whatever the case, it stops us from having access uh, in the most sort of, in the biggest sense, uh, from this body's wisdom. So, let's, let's talk about what you mean by our body's wisdom, and you talk about it in terms of body intelligence. Um, let's go there. What do you mean by that? Well, one of the things that I see in the body, in the cellular intelligence of the body, is that there's a knowing about what the whole system needs, mind, body, and spirit, in order to heal. We're not always conscious of it at, at a brain level, at a mental level, but the body knows. And I was saying to you earlier, sometimes when I get on the table for a good craniosacral session, um, I, I don't know what's going to come up. My body does. And in the safety of being under someone's hands, who is truly safe and has no agenda except to facilitate the unfolding of that process, my system just comes alive and says, ah, there's someone here to support us. We have resources. Let's go for it. Let's unravel this issue or whatever it is that's, that's going on. It speaks, the body speaks in, um, in many different voices, but some of the main ones would be felt sense, 
Uh, sometimes the body will speak through imagery that just pops in. Um, as you all, you know, I was speaking with you on the break, oftentimes dream images and dreams are speaking to us in symbolic ways about what's going on in our bodies. Some people hear information about the wisdom of their body. Uh, others just know it. Suddenly they have a knowing and they don't know where it came from. But it is almost always in, in terms of felt sense and first-order sensations. But suddenly there's a flush of warmth or suddenly you get chilled to the bone. You may have a sense of spaciousness wash over you at the sight of a particularly beautiful thing. You may have a sense of weightedness when you walk into a room and there's a lot of pain in the room from someone's circumstances. There are many, many different ways that our body says to us, uh-oh, or, ah, you know, it's constantly signaling to us. And it's so fascinating how we, across the course of our lives, are taught to mute that volume, just turn it right down on what's going on. And I had a really fascinating session with someone this morning that I was just, in the aftermath, I was just astounded by it. Um, this man came in last week, and his cardiologist wanted to see him. And he was actually going to see the cardiologist a little later on after I saw him last week. And he said, the cardiologist wants to do a full workup on me because I'm having, you know, chest tightness. And he's 70 years old, so, you know, this is of a concern. And when I held his heart front and back, his heart was indeed tight, 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 tight. And as we sat with it, he couldn't feel anything. It was so locked down, he didn't have any sense of it. And so we began a dialogue with his heart. And slowly, 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 across the course of the session, his heart felt safe and then began to unfurl, if you will, And as he did that, his breath got deeper. And as he did that, he suddenly did begin to get images of this younger sister who was just such a mess that was visiting with him, had been visiting for two months. And she was just, just the fact of having her around and all her her craziness and her inability to, to deal with her life and all of the complications and the trauma drama, and it was weighting him down because he was the eldest, he was the son, And he was somehow, he felt responsible to take care of her, and it felt overwhelming. And his poor heart was just clenching, more clenching, more clenching. And the longer I held it and the more it unfurled, the more information it had for him. And by the end of the session, he was relaxed, he was breathing, his heart was like, oh, thank you so much. We didn't even realize that we were doing this from that mandate to be a responsible sibling. And he went off to his cardiologist appointment. His heart tests were fine. He came back in today and did some further levels of work with me, uh, which I'm not going to talk a whole lot about, except to say that that once his heart was open to a certain degree, now he could actually hear, feel, and sense the signals from his heart that he was completely locked out of when it was in a tight, 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 tight fist at the beginning of the last session. Am I making sense here? Yeah, you are. And yeah. as I'm listening into the story, what I'm thinking about is making the distinction between um, or, or understanding healing. Mm-hmm. You talk about healing as a process. So, so mm-hmm. folks who are listening in, uh, depending on what our symptoms are, what we are aware of, we go see a practitioner. Right. Uh, you're, you're tuning into the program, and you're like, yeah, maybe I have unresolved trauma, or I've dealt with a lot of trauma. 
it happens in layers, it could be more than one trauma, whatever it is, whatever uh, symptoms we have brings us to a practitioner or to sitting with ourselves or to Suzanne's book, and we sit and we listen and we get this information, and that becomes part of the healing process like this man. He sought relationship and a healing practitioner to help him gain access to his embodied wisdom, right? Yep. Yep. Let's talk about healing then. Uh, because that's something that you, you know, is on the cover of your book. What is healing? What is your definition of healing? What can folks expect uh, to to gain from this idea that you have of healing? Yeah. So healing, healing is what occurs when the body is taking itself back to a place that we all know exists. That it's the place if we didn't have a traumatic delivery that we were born into. You know that. Looking into a newborn's eyes, and you can feel the flow through their body. Nothing is stopping anything. They're they're happy. They're content. They're they're gurgling. They're um, that flow is our birthright as human beings, and it gets trained out of us layer by layer by layer as we grow up, and we're taught to live in our heads, or we're taught that it's okay to be in certain parts of our body, but not other parts. But, you know, all of those different things that can affect us, healing is coming home to the health of your body and getting it back into flow. Mm, beautiful. When we get back after the break, we're going to talk about some of these body myths that you talk about in the book um, and that can lead us astray, as well as looking towards uh, the six wisdom areas of the body that uh, we can access to help us with this healing cycle and process. Don't touch that dial, everybody. We'll be right back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More More Love Life Life Drama drama for us. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET, they've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody. 
I'm so glad you're here. And, and during the break, Suzanne and I were talking about, you know, we've got access to a listenership out there that is really smart. You folks, you do your homework. You want to know what's going on. You do your research. You're interested in healing and wellness, and, and you pass it along by just shifting and changing who you are being on the planet. You took Gandhi's words to heart, right? So we're, we're so excited to be having the conversation here with Suzanne. Uh, and in your new book, Suzanne, Reclaiming Your Body, Healing from Trauma and Awakening to Your Body's Wisdom. Um, before we went to break, uh, I asked you if you would talk with us now about these five body myths that you uh, talk about in the book. Um, and and how they lead us sort of off the path of health and wellness. Right. Well, you know, it's very interesting because I came to these five body myths by watching my students across the last thousands of students across the last 30 years, watching who was able to dive into the embodiment processes that I teach, the core embodiment processes, and who got brought up short. In other words, who could actually think inside and begin to breathe and do what Candace Pert calls um, in molecules of emotion, you know, she says that we are hardwired for bliss. We're hardwired for bliss. So our cells flourish when we feel blissful and wonderful. So what keeps people from doing that? There's certain particular body myths that come out of people's experiences, their cultural upbringing, their religious upbringing that pull us away. And the first body myth really comes out of trauma. And this body myth says the body is just way too painful. And quite honestly, when someone's had trauma, the first time you breathe and drop inside, you might just hit a wall of trauma. The myth is that that's all there is, okay? And what I do is I teach people, yep, yep, that trauma's there, and there are lots of other parts of your body, too, that can steady things out, that can be a resource for the part that's in pain, that can give you access to a sense of, of comfort for whatever you're trying to hold. So that's body myth number one. All I am is, you know, it, it's all painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second one is the body's dangerous and it's, mis- it's really mysterious. In other words, we can't possibly understand what's going on in our bodies. And, you know, I, I was, you know, I, I talk about it in my book. I was raised on the front pew of a Southern Baptist church. And, you know, they don't live much below their waistline in that particular religious mm-hmm. background. You know, they're great singers. They have wonderful voices. The great cooks, but not a lot goes on having to do with like those base core emotions like you know power and rage and anger or outrage or whatever it is. But no, 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 no. We don't really do that. And so it's it, it is really kind of key though. If we don't do that, we get brought up short by our shadow sides and. That body myth is, is a major issue. Yes, the body is mysterious, but that's the wonderful thing about it, not the scary thing about it. Let me ask you, so I'm going to jump in here. Do you find anything cross-culturally that's different, cross-genders, cross-sexual oh. preference? Does, does that help reconfigure? Yes. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about yes. that. So men generally are much more comfortable being in their pelvises than women. Okay. Women That's shocking. Yeah, women <laughs> women really, really, really are not encouraged growing up to be in their pelvises or their power. Men are actually culturally allowed to have their power unless they have some kind of trauma that has 
locks them out of it. Yeah, I would disagree. I think that it's. I think that women actually it's a survival mechanism. Their pelvis. Let's make the distinction. How do you mean? Because I think women absolutely use their that whole area to garner power and survival. Yeah, but we're talking about two different things here, Miriam. Okay, that's what I said. It, Make the decision yeah. for us. So, the way so, you said it makes it sound like we've just totally blocked off. So here's the deal. Most of the time, I'll, I'll just give you the two generalities that I, I often bring these up in my classes. And they're, remember, they're gross generalities. I will say to the women in the class, I'll say, okay, here's you know this body myth about it not being okay to be in your pelvis. How many of you as women in this class were actually encouraged to be in your power, your sensuality, your sexuality um, when you were growing up in your family? And unless there's a really young woman in the class, very, very few hands go up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay? Then I say to the men, okay, let's go to a place that you guys aren't allowed to be culturally or familially. How many of you as men were encouraged to be in the tenderness of your heart? Growing up, and that, now research has shown that boys are trained out of the tenderness in their hearts somewhere around the age of five in most cases. And so I said, now let's look at how this works, okay? Um, here you are, you're a man, you've been trained out of feeling what's going on in your heart. What's the first thing you get into a partnership, you know, same gender or, or heterosexual? What is the first thing that your partner wants from you? The tenderness in your heart that you locked yourself out of 20 years earlier. So okay. see, that's what I mean by that. The same thing goes on with sensuality and sexuality. Uh, all right. Well, let's make a let's split this hair because it seems like an important one. Mm -hmm. So I think that whether you are encouraged as a woman or not, it is a requirement to survive using your sexuality. So mm -hmm. if it doesn't, if it's not encouraged and you're still using it, speak to that. Well, What's actually happening there? Because it's not that they're not using it. They're just not it, being encouraged to use it. Well, it's also that they're probably actually not feeling what's going on in their pelvis. Okay. Thank they're, you. They are, they are going through the motions in okay. order to get something, and they're using it as a power tool. But okay. they're not actually feeling it and owning it. You know, okay. You and I As if they would know what that is, though, right? You don't even know what that means until you start doing the deeper work. Just exactly. like the men don't know that they're shutting their heart off, out or off or not mm -hmm. feeling tender. They're feeling something. It's just getting rerouted, redirected, or shut off. So these, these, these pieces feel key here, yeah? Yes, they are. They are absolutely key. And in, in the sessions I talk about in the book, we go into many, many different aspects of each one of these. The third body myth is actually the body's going to seduce you or lead mm -hmm. you astray. That has to do with our sexuality and our sensuality. And that mm -hmm. comes into and goes with body myth in a sense, body myth number two. The last one, the fourth one, is that the body's out of control and must be dominated. These are your, <laughs> you know, your super athletes, people that will drive, 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 drive themselves until they're things start to wear out and they can't stop because it's, mm -hmm. it is the only way that they really know how to be with themselves. And the final one that most educated people can really relate to is the body knows far less than the brain. The brain is the king. And I look at some of the most intelligent, good, deep, dear friends that I have, very intuitive friends. And when I was first working with them and showing them these things, we would get to something really deep in the body. They would get it, they would feel it, and then they would go to their, they'd start to second guess. 
what they got, mm-hmm. and they would talk themselves out of it. And I'd be like, right. oh, jeez, Louise. We'd go back in. The body would say, nope, nope, don't talk yourself out of it. This really, truly is what happened. This is what you need to know. And it was it's just fascinating, all these different people. Yeah. You know, they actually stop people from having access to what is their birthright, coming That's home right, to themselves. That's right, which we're going to talk about when we get back after the break. The wisdom areas of your body. Not to worry. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well... I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've We've ordered ordered No More More Love Love Life Life Drama Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about CORE Certification, Certificate of Responsible Relationships, www.MarianneLive.com, CORE Certification, Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships. Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.marianlive.com What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. All right, everybody, you got your body with you? (laughs) Can you feel it? What's going on in there? Ah, there's so much in there. Yes, it's a never-ending relationship. And my goodness, now we have some more language, some more practice. Uh, opportunities here, resources for you to get in there, to see what's going on, to understand the myths and now the, the areas of wisdom in your body. Suzanne, let's talk about that. What are the six wisdom areas of the body? Well, we went over them very quickly at the beginning, but I, I'll, I can go through them again, which is really lovely. The place that most people are, are easily able to tap into in these days, and particularly I think your listeners are, are the heart. The deep inspiration and compassion of the heart is one of the number one wisdom areas of the body. The second is the gut and the deep gut instinct for what's right when what's wrong in the present moment. The present moment. 
The third is the pelvis and the power of the pelvis, the engine of the body. The fourth one is your feet and legs, and when they get moving, you activate whatever the inspiration is in your heart and the gut knowing that it's the right thing for you and whatever your pelvis is, you know, gearing up for to help it. You know, the feet and legs activate it and put it in motion. And then the bones, bones give us, when we embody deeply in our bones, they give us a sense of steadiness and clarity that is unparalleled. And when all of these areas, these major neighborhoods come together and inform the brain, the sixth area, you get an integrated, um, absolutely magnificent decision-making process. The, particularly the prefrontal cortex of the brain is such an excellent map maker and strategizer and creator of whatever we came here to do at a soul level. And you can do it so much more deeply and with so much more grace and ease when you have all of the body informing the brain and so that all six of them make up a committee, not one part. That's the lead. Yeah. Beautiful. Having access to all of them. Thanks for spelling well out. Now, we did touch on each of them, but they're a group. Like you said, they're a team. Yeah. This is your body tool belt, uh, as it were. What is the core embodiment process then, and and why do we need to know about it? So putting all of this information together. Yeah, so it's it's not enough just to cognitively know all of this stuff. You you can say, oh, gosh, yeah, I know what this is. Well, unless you've actually experienced it. It's you're you're doing it from a distance. You're doing it from your brain, but you're not actually feeling it. So the core embodiment process is a series of experiences. I call them explorations, that where I just lead people with open-ended questions into deeper and deeper levels of felt sense in their own body. And everyone experiences your core embodiment slightly differently. So I can't say feel this or feel that, but I can say what are you noticing here? And what's happening there? And is it warm or cool or is it, you know, whatever it is. And, and inviting people to have curiosity. So that core embodiment process is a really key part of, of this whole process. And as is all of these areas being connected and working with each other. That's a key piece. Mm-hmm. You know, Carl Jung talked about that as well. Trying to get all our parts talking to each other. And by the way, if you're listening, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I am so shut off, disconnected, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This, again, this is not about doing it right. It's about just finding some more skills, some resources, some tools to help you come back into your embodied wisdom. The more you can do that, the more you can heal and address whatever it is that's wanting your attention. Um, Suzanne, we're, we're coming to the top of the hour here, and... Your book is beautiful. It's comprehensive. It's a, it's a wonderful roadmap on uh, an ally for folks who are interested in coming back in a relationship with their body, as you call it, reclaiming the body. What do you want to leave us with today? I'd like to leave you with a short piece. It's on page 8 in my book. It's called The Most Important Relationship in Your Life. Your relationships with other people throughout your life, with your parents, spouses, children, friends, and teachers, will shift as time passes and situations change. As long as you are alive, however, your body is always with you. It is so beneficial to have a strong, deep, intimate relationship with your own unique physical self. Your body is designed to guide you, keep you safe, 
and bring you full vitality and pleasure. It's the vehicle through which you create and manifest your thoughts and dreams into reality. In this book, you'll discover how establishing and nurturing a healthy relationship with your body will allow you to reclaim lost parts of yourself, tap into your body's wisdom, and better navigate your life. Beautiful. Let's tell them about your IQ test. Love it. Your body intelligence <laughs> quiz is super fun and yeah. very informative. Yep. Well, it lets you know. It lets you know whether you actually are in friendly relationship with your body or whether you're unconsciously in not such a friendly relationship with your body. Exactly. Yeah. Wherever you're at, whatever's happening for you, you want to check out Suzanne's site, uh, healingfromthecore.com. And, Suzanne, you're teaching a bunch of stuff these days. Tell us where you're at, how we can find you. Well, one of the most exciting things I'm doing is I'm doing a uh, an online webinar that just hasn't quite started yet with The Shift Network. If you go to my website, healingfromthecore.com, there's actually top banner there on the website about that, and there's a free event that is being rerun right now before the actual seven modules starts. And I'm very excited about that because I'm going to be unpacking all of what we've been talking about, Marianne, in more depth. Mm-hmm. So that's very exciting. And then I do teach in-person web sh- uh, uh, seminars all over the world. And I do still teach craniosacral therapy, three or four levels of it, it all over the world as well. And I, I love that work. Yeah. Thank you, lady, helping us heal the body. We're so happy you decided to come and share your wisdom with us. Suzanne, well, you have to come back and visit us again, please. I would love that. Marianne Live. And everybody else, you want more information, you know where to go. Go to MarianneLive.com. Check out Susan's site, HealingFromTheCore.com. Sit tight, everybody. We're going to go to our wrap in just a minute. Suzanne, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Marianne. Yeah, sit tight, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute. Everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynal. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store. The original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store. Right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative.
right, everybody, join us next week. We've got a new format for you here on Marianne Live, changing it up a little bit, trying to keep up with the time, trying to keep in check with what you're wanting more of, helping you attract and create healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationships. You know I'm a relationship specialist. That is my advocacy, helping you do that, and also as a uh, embodied inquiry practitioner, I'm going to be devoting most of my time to giving you even more resources to help you on your path with that. Uh, joining me next week for one of the segments is going to be Jennifer Weigel, psychic healers and mediums, a journalist, a road trip, and voices from the other side. Uh, Jennifer's going to be joining me to help me do that with you right here on Mary Love. Hey, go do something for somebody else. Don't let them know you did it. That's the third part of your practice. And uh, check us out at MarianLive.com for more information. I wish every blessing, everybody, everybody. Go reclaim your body. We'll see you next time.